When we talk about coming to church, when we talk about what we are going to do on a Sunday, you know, hey, let's let's go to church. We're going to go to the nine o'clock or the ten thirty. Um, you know, what are we expecting out of church? When we say, I'm, I'm, we're going to go to church. What what do I want when I come? What do I want to get out of church? You know, the last two years have really revealed a wound in the church that's been around for a lot of a couple of decades easy. And the pandemic has kind of ripped the band-aid off this wound, and it's really been allowed to be seen very visibly in that, you know, as church has reopened, the culture has reopened, people are just not coming back to church. There's a lot of people that, that are just not rushing to get back into church now that, you know, we're kind of experiencing a little bit more freedom. I mean, sure, some are going to other churches, but if we're honest, a lot just aren't going to any church, are they? Why is that? What do we boil that down to? And one of the things that we talk a lot about here at New Hope and among leadership is, is discipleship, our spiritual formation. And that uh, we've been talking about our discipleship pathway and trying to bring a little bit more clarity to that and what that looks like in our lives. But, you know, when um, we think about discipleship, discipleship is not about information. That if we do a good job of teaching, um, you know, God's precepts, um, the laws, the, the grace, the mercy, that we learn the theology, the apologetics, we learn all about God. Information does not bring transformation in our lives. That if we look at the Great Commission, which we've talked about for a few weeks now during this vision time, the Great Commission does not say that we need to teach all of the commands, it's not just about information. It's not just about teaching God's commands. In the Great Commission, it says we need to teach them to obey all of the commands. And so as we look at our discipleship pathway, one of those things is worship that we call on Sunday morning. This is what we call. You know, we're, hey, we're going to worship. We're going to go and do worship this morning. We're gonna, when does worship start? Oh, at 1030. But we know it means more than that. That worship is about action. It's about participation. It's not about just coming and seeing as, as we've heard in Amos this morning, right? So as we look at our discipleship pathway, we've been talking about kind of three stages along a journey. We're trying to kind of narrow it down and simplify things a little bit. And that first stage is like the zero entry pool of just dipping your toe in the water. And then you get to the shallow end and then the deep end of discipleship. And so as we look at worship, we wanted to try and bring some clarity around why do we do what we do? What does it mean to, to worship in God's presence in our lives? And so that first stage of the discipleship journey where worship is considered is that we just need to take a moment to recognize God's presence in our lives. And this could be a very um, an unexpected moment or a very planned moment. I mean, you know, taking a walk outside, not today, but on other days, spending time in nature, seeing God's creation. We had the opportunity to live in Colorado for 12 years. It was easy to recognize God's presence in our lives, in nature. 
Maybe it's something planned, as simple as sitting down and opening the Bible. And we recommend that you know you jump into the book of John if this is the first time jumping in the Word. And um, it's action-packed. You get to see who Jesus is and, and hear the stories. And maybe you recognize God's presence there. Or maybe you recognize God's presence through prayer. Of Maybe it's a written prayer that's been around through centuries. Or maybe it's just learning to have that conversation with God. But recognizing God's presence in our lives is kind of that first step of discipleship, of just knowing that God is with me. The second step is what we're doing this morning, that we come together as a community of faith to explore and equip one another to do the works of ministry. So we're exploring God's presence together when we come. That it's not about checking off a little box on our, on our check mark, of, you know, our schedule for the week, and making sure we, we hit all the boxes. But it's about coming and participating and celebrating the presence of God in each other. What God is doing in you, what he's doing through you, and we celebrate that together. We bring the stories of God together in this place on Sunday morning. And the purpose is to equip one another, to encourage one another, to just help one another take those next steps of discipleship, of serving, of giving, of sharing the story of Jesus. And the third thing that we can do, that third stage along the way, the third stage is being devoted daily to God's presence. That we take God's word in our lives and we allow that to shape and form our every thought, word, and deed, every action, our relationships, that we become more and more like Jesus each and every day. Our mission is to be like Jesus in every corner of our culture, to live like Jesus, to love like Jesus, to go like Jesus. And when we devote ourselves daily to God's presence, we are worshiping at the core of what the Bible describes as a, a life fully devoted to God. That in everything we do, it doesn't matter what it is, we're giving glory to God. And so as we go along this journey of recognizing God's presence each and every day, some of that momentary times of, of seeing God, of coming together as a, as a community of faith to celebrate and explore God's presence together. And then living out God's presence each and every day in our lives. We're allowing ourselves to be shaped more like Jesus. So that when we have the, the highs in our life, the, the celebrations, the, the weddings, right? The, the joys, the anniversaries, the victories of life. Or we're in the valleys, and we're experiencing the crises or the struggles and the pain and just the frustration of life. A life that is fully devoted to Jesus oozes Jesus. We used this phrase earlier that we just ooze Jesus. That when we're squeezed, what comes out is it the presence and the character of God. So imagine a church. Imagine a church where we act on God's word every day. Not just people who show up on Sunday and go our way for the other 167 hours of the week, but we act on God's word each and every day. There was a Babylon Bee article not long ago talking about comparing, comparing Christians to other faiths and other things in our world. And, and Babylon Bee is a satirical humor site, right? And uh, the last line of the article, though, I thought was... Um, uh, rather truthful rather than satirical. It said, how do you know 
How do you, you know, if you're out in the world, how do you know the difference between a Christian and someone in the world? And the article responded by saying, you don't. Christians look the same as the world. And I thought, ouch, that, that kind of hits close. So imagine a church that lives out and acts on God's word each and every day in our lives. That we are different in our world because we look more like Jesus than the world. Randy read to us Amos chapter 5, where Amos talked about, I hate all your shows and your pretense. And there was a contemporary of Amos, Isaiah, wrote one of the other books of, the, of prophecy in the Old Testament. Um, he was uh, in the southern kingdom prophesying about the same time as Amos. They were contemporaries. And Isaiah was saying the very same things. And so we're going to read Isaiah 1, 10 through 17, so that we hear this from another perspective as well. Listen to the Lord, you leaders of Sodom. Listen to the law of our God, people of Gomorrah. What makes you think that I want all of your sacrifices? Says the Lord, I am sick of your burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fattened cattle. I get no pleasure from the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. When you come to worship me, who asked you to parade through my courts with all of your ceremony? Stop bringing me your meaningless gifts, and the incense of your offerings disgusts me. As for your celebration of the new moon and the Sabbath, and your special days for fasting, they are all sinful and false. I want no more of your pious meetings. I hate your new moon celebrations and your annual festivals. They are a burden to me. I cannot stand them. When you lift up your hands in prayer, I will not look. Though you offer many prayers, I will not listen. For your hands are covered with the blood of innocent victims. Wash yourselves and be clean. Get your sins out of my sight. Give up your evil ways. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Help the oppressed. Defend the cause of orphans. And fight for the rights of widows. So let's go back to the original question. Is wanting something out of church that we come and, and we sit like the Israelites and, and consume the, the, the product of God in our lives? Or are we here to learn to live like Jesus and be a church that acts on his word each and every day? Thanks for tuning in to the New Hope Church podcast. If you would do us a favor and like or subscribe on your favorite platform, we would really appreciate it. Also, if you happen to have any questions, feel free to reach out to us at questions at becomehope.com. Have a great week and know that we are praying for you as you seek to be Jesus in every corner of your world.